Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Early to bed. to win. I won. I won the money. It's the early line with Joe Raineri and Dane Martinez. Line up, Alright, get yourselves uh, ready here. XFL begins uh, this weekend, so we'll uh, we'll bring in our good friend uh, Mike Blewett, going to be hosting a show with uh, our other good friend, Joe Lee. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, they'll get, uh, they'll get it going. We'll hear from him uh, about uh, some of the uh, some of the new rule changes in this game. It won't be right. the same old, same old, for right. sure. Some uh, interesting stuff also. Uh, who's uh, Who are the teams to beat here uh, early on? And we'll see if there's any value on the board with him. He's going to join us at, what, 20 after? Or is 815. he... Uh, 8.15. 8.15, okay. Yeah, I don't even know what the clock anymore. That's so all right. It's a, it's a fluid thing. Uh, last night, we did get the All-Star game. Yeah. Uh, we got that done, and I thought it was uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny because... The uh, it's not that hard to figure out. What are you who, doing, Giannis? What are you doing, Giannis? Yeah, I mean, Giannis. Um, well, I knew a LeBron. I mean, anybody didn't realize who LeBron was going to go with the uh, the first pick? Like three guesses here, guys. I mean, it's all right. So with the number one pick in the 2020 All Star Game, and this was tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was very tough. Sure, it was. And the only reason I'm picking him because he happens to be from this city. Yeah. I'm gonna go with. Anthony Davis is oh, my number one pick. Oh, surprise. Shocker. Not gone with that. I think there would have been a, uh, yeah, that would have just been a whole nother episode for the, uh, for the barbershop. Right. And uh, Giannis uh, countered him, though. My first pick, I'm going to go with my African brother. I might play against him tonight, but I think he's going to be a great matchup for uh, Anthony Davis. So I'm going to go with Joel Embiid. Went with Embiid. So the two big men right off the board, uh, Dane, were that, uh, were who they selected. Yep. And then Giannis. Uh, yeah, then what are you doing, Giannis? Then what are you yeah. doing, Giannis? Giannis went interesting. He went, uh, you know, he went Pascal Siakam was good. Went Kemba, went Trey. So obviously he wants shooters. Um, he, he definitely wants some shooters there. He took his brother, uh, let's see, what, Middleton? Yeah. Uh, but he got Colbert. He got Bam. He's got some... You know, it's interesting that when it was all said and done, it took a little while for any of the Houston Rockets to get off the board. Did yeah, you notice that? That is true. Russell yeah. Westbrook, 20th pick. When has that ever yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't necessarily. They weren't flying off there. I mean, yeah. it was the seventh pick for LeBron, dude. Hard play. Yeah, Ooh. really. Does that tell you guys? Kind of crazy. Uh, the one with the exactly. interpersonal dynamic is over there. More on that coming up. Let's get over to Dan Trafford, figure out the headlines for today. Sports Grid News Update. Say so long to Hollywood? Well, potentially. John Heyman of MLB Network reporting that some involved in the Mookie Betts three-way trade believe the deal is no longer a certainty. As of late last night and early this morning, Heyman reporting that the Red Sox are trying to reconfigure the deal to acquire more than originally reported from the Twins after medical concerns arose over their prospect sent. Kim Rosenthal of The Athletic writing that the Dodgers are trying to acquire another prospect to send in the deal. Rosenthal says those talks are going slowly. Steve Cohen is out as a potential owner of the Mets. 
Talks fell apart over the past few days. Reports are out that the team will now hit the market for potential co-owners. In the NFL, speaking to the AP on Thursday, Panthers general manager Marty Herney said, quote, he refused to answer several questions about Cam Newton's future with the team. And the Tennessee Titans will go without an official defensive coordinator for the 2020 season. After the variety of trades on Thursday's NBA trade deadline, there will be questions around which players in new places will suit up or not. For Friday night, the Miami Heat picked up three new players from the Memphis Grizzlies. That's Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala, and Solomon Hill. But will most likely be without Jimmy Butler Friday night. He's out with a shoulder injury. Dwayne Dedman may not be available for the Hawks after coming over from the Sacramento Kings. Clint Capello remains out with his heel injury. The Detroit Pistons shipped off Andre Drummond. John Henson was part of that return and may not suit up Friday night, which could open up increased minutes for Christian Wood. Some of the top performers in the NBA from Thursday, Giannis went for 36, 20 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal in a 112-10 win over the Philadelphia 76ers. Hassan Whiteside with a strong game, 17 points, 23 rebounds, an assist, a steal, and 4 blocks as the Portland Trailblazers beat the San Antonio Spurs 125-117. to I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your Sports Grid News Update. It's the early line with Joe Ranieri and Dane Martinez. All right, let's get it going here, guys. It's going to be a uh, big night uh, in uh, in the world of sports. Big weekend, in fact, of the uh, world of sports as we get ready uh, for huge uh, college uh, matchups yeah. here. A couple tonight, uh, limited uh, spot here tonight on the card. Twelve college basketball games, but a couple of very interesting, huge, uh, over 150 going to be taking uh, center stage here between Saturday and Sunday. Four NHL games. Uh, you got eight NBA games, and we're monitoring the board for you guys, as you may have noticed that uh, because of the trade deadline, not a lot of not a lot of right. numbers up there. Not uh, They're still kind of waiting to see who's going to be dressed, who's not, which is a great reminder. Uh, because of the shifts of what's going on here, it's right. still going to be very touch and go as to who's going to be available, who's not. Who's getting and bought so out? Make sure, <laughs> yeah, make sure that you guys understand before you looking at a game. Make sure you have a full understanding of who's dressing, who's not, who was available, and who isn't. And I would say do that even through the weekend, guys, because there's nothing for certain. Guys got to sure. hop on a plane, move to a new city. It's you know understand that just because D'Angelo Russell's in Minnesota right now. I mean, you know, Carl Anthony Towns picked him up from the airport last night. It's going to be a little hectic for these guys. New City, nobody likes change, sure. especially guys that want to, are in places they don't want to be. So just be careful uh, of what you're betting before you bet it. Make sure you have a full understanding. Uh, more than anything else, Dan, is availability. Yeah. Who's available don't know who's to playing play yet. Right. and who's not available Absolutely. to play. So don't get caught in that, oh, well, this team, you know, it's not a week They're ago. not fully it's formed not. just yet. Exactly. Right. They're on planes. They're, they're practicing. Might be some butt hurt going on here yeah. in some of the locker rooms that's too, right so, you gotta assimilate um, a little bit now it, for the teams that didn't do anything yeah you know listen i think one of the best games in the nba tonight uh is give me this rematch between toronto and indiana all day long i'm in man okay. you had toronto come back just a couple of nights ago and steal one uh at home from indiana who just kind of collapsed in the fourth quarter indiana was smoking ass throughout the entire. They dropped 42 in the second on him alone in Toronto, and then of course a the final minute 30 there just to steal a victory. Now they go back. Now they're in Indiana, in Indiana. tonight. Yep. 
Oh, man. And it's almost, a, it, it looks like it's one of the only games on the board that has a number. Right, because they didn't make moves, these teams, right? It's a pick em. <laughs> It's a damn pick em tonight. There so, you go. That's interesting. Oh, so, and then, of course, Portland at Utah is the other game on the board. And Utah, you want me to lay eight and a half with Utah? Not right now. Won a game? Not these When's days. When's the last time they won? They're not playing well, and Portland's hot right now. Okay, so I don't know if I would lead that. Listen, remember what I mentioned about like the the Bucks in the East. Mm-hmm. Let me get a let me let me get your thought on this. Okay, remember right now Miami plus five fifty, Boston yep. is six, Philly seven fifty, Toronto's still ten to one. Mm-hmm. What if I laid a unit on all four of those non Milwaukee teams? Okay, so that would be an outlay, Joe, of four units, right? And then I'm fading Milwaukee. So if Milwaukee gets to the finals, I'm screwed, right? But at the lowest pay rate there is Miami at plus 550. You know, so five and a half units is more than four. If it's Boston, six is more than four. If it's Philly, seven and a half is more than four. And if it's Toronto, 10 is more than four. That's like my idea of the field. I'm not going to take the full field. I'll take all all of the other teams that we think are the five that can really do it. And I'm fading Giannis and the Bucks. Well, it's all it's it's all all right because you still don't forget that three of those four are going to lose. So you're no, I'm saying it's a four unit outlay, right? You know, let's say it's a hundred bucks, you're going to lay out four hundred, four hundred, and you're still going. And if the lowest one comes with the heat, I get back six fifty. Right, but you also you know minus the three hundred that you had to lay that you lost with the other bet. So I make that up. Your return of investment, because yeah. what are you averaging at whole? It, it's two to one, two to three to one is basically right. what you're getting. I was trying them. to find out what the field would kind of be. Remember, I was going to take the field. I was wondering if this and was a way to And they don't have that at FanDuel? I, don't, I haven't that. seen it. I haven't seen it, like Milwaukee versus the field. I haven't seen that yet, but I was wondering if, listen, you're right. It's a four-unit outlay, three of which will lose. We'll lose, exactly but, correct. Yep. But... I, I make that up with all of them because they're odds. Because Milwaukee's such a favorite, right. if any one of those hit, it is ultimately a win for me. Yes. It, it, it's plus money. It absolutely right. is. It just depends on Then Milwaukee just is. sucks. You know, Milwaukee right. crushes me. Well, it, Milwaukee would crush you. And at minus 130, the market's kind of telling you this is what it's going to be. And I don't buy the it. The moves though. that have been made, <laughs> the moves that were made over the uh, last couple of days were meant to go ahead and counter that right. and take it down. So we know who the favorite is. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's going to be Milwaukee. And quite honestly, the way they're playing, guys. No, they deserve uh, I, it. Oh, my word. I just it's think if hard. in a series a team can make a game plan for Giannis for seven in a row. Yeah. Well, you saw Toronto do it. The other problem is, though, I mean, you've got let's let's be realistic here. Milwaukee, Toronto, Miami and who else? I say Boston. Okay, so even at Boston at that point, and I I think it's a a two or three team race myself. I I definitely think it's even if I was a little bit more Boston than you do. Even if I just went Milwaukee, Toronto, Miami, Miami, right? You throw those three teams out there. One of those three is going to. You know, right, but then the outlay is invaluable, is profitable if it's Milwaukee, right? I want to do it with the outlay right. so that anyone that hits is ultimately a win for me. Right, but if you get Milwaukee now at minus 130, you're covering yourself because yeah. if that goes to minus 250, sure. it, at least you hedged yourself with the favorite. Okay, great. If not... Mm. 
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. sportsgrid.com. All right, welcome back. As we get ready for a uh, for a crazy weekend of XFL football, just when you thought it was safe to kind of breathe and walk away from the pigskin, no, 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 no. We got ourselves more football to dive into, and that also means more investing opportunities and tickets to cash, and nobody better uh, is going to have you covered all throughout the XFL season. Then our good friend uh, Mike Blewett, who joins us here this morning, getting ready for a, uh, a very interesting, Mike, shall I say. Uh, you know, it happens very few times, and it's happened now twice over the last year, where bettors and bookmakers are on equal footing. Because let's face it, Mike, XFL, they're reading the same damn stories. They're reading the same reports we are as bettors. So it's not like the books have this great edge over the betting public. And uh, that excites me, Mike. Uh, I agree. And I, I think, look, they, the XFL gave cappers and gave some odds makers an opportunity to come out and watch those general scrimmages. But and that's assuming that the odds makers were going to be in a position to properly evaluate mm-hmm. the talent of teams that haven't yet played a full game together. So to your point, uh, we do have opportunities here, certainly for futures. And definitely we've seen in the marketplace uh, a pretty big line swing in a couple of the games, notably uh, the Dallas game. Uh, Dallas and St. Louis play five o'clock on Sunday. That line opened at seven, six and a mm. half in some places, all the way up to nine and a half. And that's with questions about Landry Jones' health, although he did put in a full practice and probably has contributed to the line movement. Yeah, Mike, I mean, that was where I wanted to ask you about also, right? We saw this last year with the AAF, right? We knew the same thing as the books, right? So that being said, Tell me why I'm crazy to just bet all the underdogs here in week one and just take points wherever I can get them. And similarly, you know, in the futures markets, sure, Dallas and Tampa Bay and the Guardians, we think may be there at the end. But why don't I just load up on St. Louis, Seattle and Houston when I can get them at between eight and 12 to one to win it all? Last I heard, it's still a violent game and injuries will happen. Tell me why I don't just load up on dogs here early on, Mike. I think when it comes to a, an untapped market like this, I think it does make sense for futures betters to lean towards some of the long shots. But as far as this week is concerned, okay to take the points. Unfortunately, like we would see in a week, a standard week in the NFL, we don't have any value on the money lines right now. They're all set at an even mm-hmm. minus 110 on DraftKings Sportsbook. So you're not going to get any large payouts. You're just going to get the comfort uh, of receiving a few points. Uh, you know, Houston looks like they're fairly healthy. and We've seen that line move towards them away from L.A., so that's up to minus six right now. Uh, but I, I think it does make some sense to take some points, but it seems the consensus is that St. Louis may have – uh, the worst roster top to bottom in the league in Dallas with one of the best, which is why you're seeing a huge spread right now. 
All right, Mike. So, uh, number one, I want to hear about the uh, the show with Lee here over the weekend so we can uh, we know when to tune in, how to tune in. You guys will be covering the XFL. But also, talk to me about what you think as far as the rule changes go. It's not the same old, same old as the NFL. It's not even college. There's a lot That's of right. different things that people are going to be seeing. Which ones to you you think will have the greatest impact when it comes to handicapping the game which one of these rules uh, or, you know, a couple of them that you think, yeah, this is we got to be very cognizant of these. Yeah. So first, uh, where you can find us, we'll be right here on the grid every Saturday and Sunday morning, eight to nine talking XFL. Additionally, we're launching a show called Football Full Circle, which is effectively a look at the entire landscape of football. So that could be XFL. Uh, it mm-hmm. will be NFL and certainly some college stories as well to keep everybody up to date on, on futures odds on and really general football stories and football full circle. But any XFL flag football will be every you, Saturday. No? You're yeah, sure. Any, hell, yeah. hell yeah. Okay, Why good. Not? Lingerie right, football league. You well, want nice. That's what I'm Let's talking about. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I have no. I'll update people on lingerie football league. I'm not a beyond. Can we get credentials? Concerned, so. Can sports grid get credentials for those <laughs> <Yeah>. events? <laughs> working on uh, it. Cool. We're working on it. <laughs> working some back back alley uh, <laughs> situations to try to get uh, try to get a media pass or that sideline passes. <laughs> so, uh, in terms of the rule changes, look, there are a lot that we're going to review, and we'll review them both days this weekend to make sure people have a good understanding. But the thing that pe- that jumps out to people, the, the, the rules that are going to jump out to people that are watching it are, one, the conversions. There's obviously no kicking of extra points. You can either uh, try for one point from the two-yard line, two points from the five-yard line, or three points from the ten-yard line. Now, personally, I feel that's very difficult to handicap. We don't I have am. a lot of data on teams going from the ten-yard line, one shot, all or nothing, uh, will it give them more room to work? Will it be a very low percentage play that they'll they'll shy away from? I think the more aggressive coaches like June Jones, who, by the way, is not rostering a tight end on the roster, starting four wide to huh. start. So June Jones mm-hmm. is laying out his playbook for you. Andre Williams, the starting running back. D'Angelo mm-hmm. Henderson, the backup, starting four wide outs, no tight ends on the roster. And it's not a requirement to have a tight end on the roster in the XFL either. So those rule changes and the double forward pass, which can be used once, that's uh, crazy. Game That's crazy. Is something that people will look towards. Now, that first pass has to be completed behind the line of scrimmage, but the way I'm thinking it could be utilized is the um, ever-popular push pass that we saw the Chiefs even run in the Super Bowl, mm. the Niners run in the Super Bowl. That push pass couldn't be considered the first forward pass, and then you could have somebody pull up and throw a pass that way. I think that's a good way to get a wide receiver conceivably right. in space to throw that second forward pass. So that's one. Uh, those are the couple of rule changes. But the ones that I think, Joe, that will have a a large impact are some of the return rules and the Mm. kicking rules in terms of not kicking them all in the end zone, which isn't allowed unless you want to suffer a major touchback penalty, which then puts the ball at the 35 yard line that uh, Hmm. that is for punts. So there's no cough cough and corner punts. So touchbacks go to the 35 run game. That's right. 
So touchbacks on the kickoff go to the 35. You'll see uh, different alignments uh, for kickoffs as well. The kicking team will line up at the return team's 35-yard line. The return team will line up at the 30-yard line. So there will not be any 30-yard collisions on the right. kick game. Right. Uh, you're not allowed to move until the ball has either laid on the ground for three seconds or until the returner starts to move with it. So uh, there will be opportunities in the return game. And I think that's the thing, Joe, from a handicapping standpoint, there, w- there will be shorter fields on a regular basis. You know, that's really interesting to me, Blewett, especially going for the two or for the three, I guess, from the 10-yard line. I, I bet the NFL will be interested to see that conversion percentage as they consider the new version of potentially an onside kick with fourth and 15 from like the 20 or the 25-yard line. Uh, Blewett. For guys that have been, you know, deep in the NFL, right, or fantasy players and know these skill position players, who are some of the familiar names that we will know? You know, I know about Landry Jones and and Shotgun Cardell Jones. Who are some of the other wide receivers, running backs, skill position guys that we may uh, be familiar with on some of these teams? Yeah, so uh, game by game, you take the Seattle Dragons and D.C. Defenders. You have names like... Uh, Donnell Pumphrey, mm. Eli Rogers, former Steeler. Uh, you have Keenan Reynolds and Austin Prohl there on uh, D.C. And D.C. obviously rolling out Bell uh, Jones at quarterback. And Paul is rolling out Brandon Silvers. I personally like D.C. long term in this league. I think it's a good matchup uh, between Cardell Jones uh, and the coaching staff, uh, as far as L.A. Wildcats are concerned, their starting quarterback is Josh Johnson. Unfortunately, dealing with a thigh injury right now, Ooh. I think he's legitimately questionable to not play uh, in that game. But Josh Johnson, with obviously a lot of NFL experience, uh, will be somebody to take a look at. Connor Cook uh, on on the on a roster as well. Andre Williams, like I said earlier, starting quarterback, starting excuse me, starting running back for the Houston Roughnecks. Sammy Coates, wide receiver, former okay. Steeler again. Uh, he is going to be on uh, Houston as well. Uh, P.J. Walker, uh, a big name as well in that Wildcats uh, Houston Roughnecks game. Uh, on the Sunday games, you have names like. Aaron Murray is going to be the starting quarterback Mm. for the Tampa Bay Vipers. They're going to be coached by Mark Trestman. Tampa is another Mm. team I like for the futures. Now, their odds are a little bit shorter, as are D.C.'s, but I think the marriage between Aaron Murray, an experienced and successful college quarterback, with Mark Trestman, who is somebody that has experience playing in these other leagues. He was with the AAF. He was with CFL and won in the CFL. He was an NFL head coach and an innovating passing game coordinator. I think his marriage with Aaron Murray could be interesting. Plus, they have a former USF quarterback, Quinton Flowers, is going to be somebody that is on their team as a backup QB, but expect him to be used in some Swiss Army knife right. scenarios where he could be... Imagine the double forward pass that we're talking about. You're throwing a screen to Flowers, and he's an accomplished quarterback that can get it downfield. This isn't Debo Samuel uh, right. running around like uh, running around panicking in the Super Bowl because he's going to take a sack. I needed Flowers that pass. Move and throw. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, yeah, you did. So did I. Yeah, you and me both. Yep. All right, so uh, listen, it's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, it's going to be an interesting season. Hopefully, they don't run out of money like a uh, former uh, secondary league uh, really? did here. But uh, I, I do think, think 
I think they're going to be good. Anytime they're going to crown a, a champion. McMahon, we're good. He's got to a go TV there. deal. He's got a TV yeah, deal. So make sure that you guys check out, though, the grid. The Mike and Joe will have you all weekend long. More shows to come down. So before I let you go here, Mike, and I always appreciate your time. Um, what do you think our future, our win totals for the New York Knicks, man? What oh, do God. you think we're going to – it's three in a row, Mike. Can we get it? What do you think? I'm not feeling good about it, Joe. <laughs> oh, we got yeah. World Wide West now. Oh, goodness. That's we got right. World Wide West. Uh, I, I, we're trying to focus on 2021 and beyond. <laughs> Damn it. Mike Taking the can it. down the road, as usual. Appreciate it. Blow it. We'll talk to you. Have a great show over the weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, boys. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Not That over tickets and he's already crapping on him. Come on, blow it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Good stuff from uh, from Mike uh, Blewett there as we get ready on the early line for the start of the XFL. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, Dan, I believe, yeah. to, to see these uh, these different rule changes. And the scoring is a little bit different, which right. also which makes the means, spreads different. Yeah, which makes the key numbers a little bit right. different. Because to me, the thing I'm looking for most is to see... When they score and the rules are geared up for scoring, guys, that's 25 second play cock, uh, clock, clock, yeah, yeah. a ball spotted on, uh, you know, dig the almost midfield. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, also, one thing to note, though, halftime is only, guys, 10 minutes. So, those of you like right. uh, myself that enjoy second half wagering, Get your bets in. Yeah, get them in quick because there's not a lot of uh, time there in between the halves. And also, how many go for that go short? For yeah, I mean, yeah. How many go for that short, intermediate, or long right. extra point where you for three? Are you going? So yeah. am I going from the ten or five? How many? Because that's what we think about key numbers: three and seven in the NFL, guys in college. So who's going to have? Because there will be a big edge for those, and I'm sure somebody ran the math on these teams to go. If we run X amount of times at this, can yeah. we, how many do we need to make in order right. to be able to get edge? So uh, to me, that from a number standpoint, I mean, one, Joe, two or three point conversions, how many are going for three all the time? That's what I'm saying. If you go for three, right? Mm-hmm. If you make it 35% of the time or more, it's a smart move, right? right? Yeah. Well, you got to exactly. get it better. You got to do better than one out of three on it. Yep. Right. And uh, um, I do believe that, by the way, the defense can, so if you're going run it back, for three, right? You can run it yeah, back. They can run it back four three as Pick well. Six kind so of I, thing. It works. Yeah. yeah, it works both ways. So and the the numbering is going to be it really will interesting. be. It really yes. will be. And, I'll uh, say one other. I like other... the idea with the, uh, with the underdogs too. Yeah, I, right? I like take the, the underdogs. Take the points. Take we don't ball. know. We don't take know jack. Take the points. <laughs> we did it with the AR. We did it with the AR. That's exactly <laughs> what we did for absolutely. And, and here's one other thing that I would say, and I, I wish we had a little bit more time with Blue. We'll ask him maybe next week. What I really want to see, because what I saw in the AAF was that offensive lines were garbage, Joe. Yes. Yeah. Right? Oh, and so, because we're talking about secondary players, right? There's not enough good offensive linemen in the NFL, you know? Correct. And so everyone wants to talk about the quarterbacks, the wideouts, and all this stuff. There's going to be a couple of teams out there, Joe, where because they have piss poor offensive lines, they're dead on arrival. 
You know what I mean? Yep. And so that's what I want to see. If we have Blewett back next week, I'm going to point blank ask him, who's the best offensive line in the XFL? And then I'm going to look to their futures market. You know what I yeah, mean? I, like, I agree. Yep. O-line is going to be so important, especially when we're talking about secondary and tertiary, you know, has-beens and never was for the NFL. Whatever team can really have a solid offensive line, I think will be a key to winning games in the XFL. Yeah, I um, and I'm interesting coaches. This idea that June Jones has no tight ends on the roster is interesting. Also, uh, I would uh, I would absolutely that should come to a shock as nobody. June is a guy that is going to air no, it. Of out. course, he's yeah, run and shoot. Yeah, time. yep, he's going to have a good time doing it. And I bet he goes for three after touchdowns, Joe. I listen. I think there's a few <laughs> of the guys. Uh, I think there's a couple of guys. I can't wait to see Stoops. I, I yeah. I'm going to be interested to see the philosophy. And what kind of defense are we looking at here, guys? What are the what are they going to employ? Are we looking at dime packages everywhere? Is it just as many, know. you know, arena football style? Right. Give me as many linebackers and defensive backs as you can on the field. How much are they going to run the ball? Are they going to run the ball at all? Right. It's, um, Joe, it's kind of like what we just talked about with the Houston Rockets, right? Yeah, it's it's small Small. ball extreme or the big man. Like, what will this look like? You know, is the running game going the way of the post center in the NBA? And and, and here's the key, right? We don't know yet. Right. And neither do the books. Absolutely correct. And uh, which is why it's going to be so much fun to uh, to see how this unfolds here. Uh, also, I wonder, I mean, I know what the, the New York guardians, uh, yeah. uh are hosting uh, Tampa this week. They're Weather, home dogs. Too. They're home yeah, dogs. Joe. They're the only home dogs on the board. Yeah. They're not all in, uh, in great weather cities either. So it'll be True. interesting to see what, uh, what's going to happen here. And a lot of guys, even from the coaching staffs on opposite, uh, on opposite sides there, a lot Pep Hamilton, I know is in this league as an, as an old, there's right. going to be. We have actually, with a lot of these guys at one time or another, have seen their offensive philosophies play out. So right. how does it translate with this group of talent? I lo- I don't know that. To me, the big fear is, is it too gimmicky? Is it going to come across to people who are watching, you know, having a few drinks at the bar, Dane, and all of a sudden they're looking up going, well, what is this? Is it football? And then all of a sudden they're seeing you know, right. nobody multiple passes, <laughs> two forward passes and stuff. Right. Is this crap? You know I, what I mean? So I'm going to give it a shot, though, Joe. I'm going to give it a shot. I, yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to give it a shot. Remember, we watched the AAF for like two weeks and then, you know, yes. And then we're like, yeah. hey, all right, we see we see what's going on here. Um, yes, absolutely. And, I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, where are the, gonna be fun. Where are these get like the New York Guardians? Are they playing at MetLife Stadium? Met like, life. Yeah, they are. Life. Oh, yeah. good seats yeah. still available. That's correct. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Uh, if you want to exactly. sit out there in late February to yep. see uh, third-tier football, go right mm-hmm. ahead. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, some guys are sitting out a week to kind of get a feel for it from a betting perspective. Right, right. I, I get that, but I'd be more inclined to look at the underdogs. Yeah, take some points, right? And adjust uh, The adjust one I'll say, though, so. these Houston Roughnecks, they're playing L.A. Mm-hmm. They are the right. favorite. But Blue had just mentioned Josh Johnson, the starting quarterback for yeah. the L.A. team, is a legitimate questionable tag. I believe mm-hmm. he said a thigh injury. Okay? And that's why I go back to the offensive line. Like, Josh Johnson, he may be under pressure for a while. I would say the Houston Roughnecks at minus five, I believe, may be the only favorite that I like this week. They are at home, and if the quarterback on the other side is a legit questionable, that's yes. something to keep an eye on. 
Yeah, and there is um, anytime we got football, I, I'm yeah, I'm into it. Sure, be, everyone breathe. <laughs> the names, I think, unlike the AFL, um, the AFL was there are more recognizable more brand names, names, right? More brand, yes, and there won't be any shortage of theatrics. How many people are in the stands? I can't wait to see too. Um, the promotions they're going to run. I bet the cheerleaders, the you know, that Everything. sort of stuff. Yeah. It's going to be, listen, Everything. Vince yep. McMahon knows how to put on a show. He knows, understand entertainment. Okay? The guy exactly. Understands and yep. so that's what I think he's going to do. And all these rule changes, right? Mm-hmm. Less downtime, half, you know, half time is 10 minutes. These yep. idea of, um, you know, with, at the kickoff, right? No mm-hmm. touchbacks. They want to see the collisions, you know. They're yep. going to try and lessen the blow with them at their opponent's 30 or whatever it is. But this yep. is going to be all generated for entertainment, for scoring, um, so that to see if they can compete. Yeah. Uh, coming up here, guys, uh, we'll uh, we'll see if we can get our buddy uh, Maxwell on here. He's got a couple nice. of college plays of the night here. Uh, last night, in fact, you had... Uh, the Zags, Dan, we talked about it. Yep. The Zags were a 25 and a half point uh, favorite. They, last did not they cover. didn't cover, but uh, they did cover in the first half. Uh, ah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Didn't go. I don't think it went on. Uh, no, it was in the one fit. Didn't go over. But finally, we're starting to see college basketball top 25 teams last night. They finally all won. They, there wasn't an upset last night. So you had unranked teams going up against the ranked teams last night. I had a dog finally, hit, though. Yeah, they all, all, you know, finally the unranked teams did not pull one off last night. 0-4 sure. uh, against the number. But tonight, limited card. Tomorrow this week, uh, Saturday and Sunday is going to be huge. But you do have a Big Ten clash tonight to Illinois back in the card. A lot of people trying to figure out if Illinois is for real. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're not buying it, but they are a for real team. And uh, quietly, and I don't know that we should all be surprised, the Big Ten guys is there is a a couple of teams in there, uh, including, and I don't care, but Michigan State is still a team that you're going to have to worry about come tournament time. Uh, Maryland Maryland, is a a force. Uh, They're on the road. That's Maryland-Illinois game. Ohio State puts it together. Mm-hmm. Ohio State has got five, you know, five-star recruits on that. Sure. They, they, in the beginning of the year, don't forget, we were talking about them as yeah. a, a top three or four team. They kind of went through this lull, but maybe that win against Michigan uh, the other right. night will kind of propel them into, and you know how it is, getting hot, yeah, is, get hot a, the right is a totally different story. And uh, the lines are out for those, so we'll see if we can get Max here on okay. uh, coming up. But at the same time, in the NBA tonight, uh, keep an eye on the lines, and I can tell you this: uh, there are a couple of uh, trends worth noting here, Dane. If we, what do we got uh, the two lines that we have right now, and tell me if FanDuel still has them. The two lines that we have are Portland and Utah right now. Is it still nine and a half? I got nine, nine on the number. Utah's laying okay. nine at home, but as you mentioned, they haven't done squadoosh lately, yes. and Dame Dollar's putting it in. Utah, 6-2 and two against the number in the last eight at home when hosting Portland. So they've had success against them, but you're talking about a Utah team, guys, that comes into this having lost four in a row. I can't remember the last time Utah won a game. Uh, an embarrassing fashion, too. So Rudy Gobert and company, maybe a little pressure tonight. Portland, you could, and tell me if you saw this, you could sense the urgency. Yep. I'm seeing last night in this team, which is a it's a different ball game. Every game is there's no more room for yeah, error with the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Melo's hitting threes. Uh, <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. 
Keep an eye, and they're getting healthy. Now we're on the same page on this. So, they're a little oh dark horse. They're live to now, me. Toronto, Indiana is still a pick em at FanDuel for tonight's. No. Uh, oh. No, it is not. It's moved the point. Uh, Indiana now a home dog. They are getting a point at home against the wow. defending champs. Now, what if I were to tell you the under guys, nine and one in the last 10 of this series at Indiana? Interesting. Nine and one. I want to see a total for Houston Phoenix. What's that total tonight in Indiana? 18 and a half. 18 and a half. 18 and a half. All right. Yeah, we'll talk to Max here. Get some of our best plays. We'll do that coming up next here on the grid. Show enough. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. It's time, that sound, to talk out of our shoes. No, I'm only kidding. It is time to bring in our good friend uh, Maxwell Smart there, part of the uh, the keg crew, getting ready with college hoops. A monster weekend there, Max, in college basketball. Uh, small card tonight. We'll get to some of your uh, favorite plays. But uh, let's face it, this is uh, we're less than 30 days away, I believe, from uh, we're going to be diving into tournament time in a year that parity has reigned true a little bit here. Um, is there a game that you're looking forward to seeing a lot over the weekend? I mean, you got St. Louis at Dayton, Dayton, everybody's mid-major this weekend. Um, you know, you've got uh, all of a sudden Butler now has figured out how to win a game. Does that propel them and get back? They're taking on Marquette. Is there a game you're looking forward to watching this weekend? From a watching perspective, absolutely. It's probably going to be LSU and Auburn and West mm. Virginia and Oklahoma. I am a big fan of this West Virginia team from a stylistic perspective. And LSU, I have put some of my buddies on futures for them. So I'm getting a little more highly invested as we get closer to March with them. Obviously. Maxwell, you know, I'm into the Big Ten. I've been asking you about this for a while. You're still on Ohio State, and they've been starting, you know, big win against Michigan. I'm looking at this Maryland-Illinois game tonight. This is a big one. Illinois at home, three-point favorites. Tell me your thoughts on that. Are we fearing the turtle? Uh, I'm actually already on Illinois minus two and a half, Dane. I okay. think that Illinois is going to be able to uh, use their good, good ball movement. They're going to use their advantage inside. I think that if Jalen Smith has to try and take Kofi Cockburn out to the perimeter, I think it's going to hinder uh, the Maryland offense. I do not think that he's going to be able to have the passing lanes that he had last game out against Illinois' perimeter defense. And I think Illinois is taking care of business at home by uh, multiple digits and ending this winning streak for the Terps. Talk to me a little Ivy League tonight here. Harvard, Yale, and Yale, let's face it here, Max, has just been boat racing people, man. Uh, they've got they got double-digit scores across the board. Harvard, once they lost Aiken, has not been the same. He's still out with a foot injury. It's, a, it's kind of a small number still, five and a half, six points. 
Yale at home taking on their rival at uh, at Harvard. I, call me crazy, but Yale's on a roll here right now. Yeah, Joe, I agree. I think that when you look at the numbers, the numbers definitely favor Yale, especially in the first half. But you have mm. to take you have to take into consideration how this Harvard team is playing basketball now. Without Bryce Aiken in the lineup, this team is playing more balanced. There's more ball movement. There's less isolation. There's more inside play from Robert Baker. And um, I think that Harvard's going to give Yale all they can handle tonight. But if you're asking where I'm putting my money, you know it's going to be Yale first half and full game. Love that. Hey, Max, one of the things we've been talking about here all week is the idea of the regionalism of sports books, right? And we believe that this comes into play more in college sports than even in the pros, right? So when you're going to have markets here in New Jersey may know more about these East Coast teams and have East Coast bias. Meanwhile, your books out in Vegas and on the West Coast may shade a little bit towards your Gonzagas, your Oregons, your San Diego States. Can you give me a team that may we may be able to create value in that way? Like if I'm on the East Coast, what West Coast team might you know the east coast books be sleeping on and vice versa you got any schools that may be able to take advantage of regional bias in the market for example i'm looking at like a team like seton hall for example yeah, when it comes to uh, the East Coast um, maybe falling a little bit behind on teams on the West Coast, I would say Cal State Northridge. Ooh, With mm. Lamine Diani back in the lineup, this is a guy that averages 25-15 and 15 for Cal State Northridge, gets out on the fast break, and really has the offense propelled and going at 100%. I think that when it comes to an underdog situation at home, and um, any over that is under the number of 147.5, I think, always has value with Cal State Northridge. And as far as a team that the West Coast is probably sleeping on the East Coast, i got to keep on going back to um, this team called Liberty. I think that Liberty is a team that, um, with the recent ATS results and with loss results, maybe people have started to dial it back. But I do think that this team will, in the next couple weeks, get back ramped up and really benefit anybody that's putting their money on them. Big matchup uh, tonight uh, on the card here. Davidson taking on uh, uh, the Virginia Commonwealth, uh, VCU, which is always a tough place to play in. But Davidson's underachieved here a little bit this season. Everybody knows it, but I'm looking at eight and a half, almost nine points. Um, That seems like an awful lot of points for uh, even for VCU, who, let's face it, is not the defensive juggernaut they once were in the past. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that this is going to be a lot less – there's going to be a lot less scoring in my by my numbers in this game than there was in the first matchup. I think that with VCU, they've realized that they have to – Get on, um, get on people on the perimeter and really uh, force VCU to take the ball inside. I think that with Davidson, we know what they have in the backcourt with Kellen Grady and John Axel Gudmundson. It's just going to be about what kind of uh, complementary scoring that Davidson can rely on. They're good at the free throw line. They make a great percentage of their threes. They're top 50 in the country. And any team that hits over 42% from the field is definitely mm. worth a look when you're talking about three buckets on the spread. Yep. Amen. Last one from me, Max. You know, you're talking about how you're telling people you're early on LSU. They got a big game tomorrow when they go to Auburn on the road in the SEC, two of the top teams in that conference. Tell me how you see that one playing out. And then 
overall in the SEC, you know, you got Kentucky, you got Tennessee there as well. How's that conference shaking out? Yeah, I have actually Auburn as a six-and-a-half-point favorite for okay. this game, and I think mm. LSU stays within the number. Um, I think that LSU made some really silly mistakes. I de- um, I'll single out Javante Smart. I think that Will Wade gets into him. I think that we're going to get a better, more developed point guard performance from him. And against Auburn's backcourt, that is going to be their major advantage. There's lots of depth for both teams in the front court. I think that there's going to, it's going to be a banging out game. But I look also towards the going over and getting close to the one uh, 157, 158 range. So yeah. uh, definitely going to be looking at LSU with the points and the over in that game. Yeah, well, they better bounce back after losing to uh, to uh, the, the damn Commodores here. You got to be kidding me, Vanderbilt! Uh, unbelievable. Uh, all right, Max. Before we let you go here again, big weekend uh, tonight. Limited card, but is there a best bet on the board we should know about? I got two for you, and I'll make them short and sweet. Princeton first half minus three. This is a Princeton team that's allowing 25 points in the first half so far. In conference season, I think against Cornell, matchup-wise from a point guard position with Jalen Llewellyn is going to be the key. I think they get on Cornell early and take care of us uh, in the first half. My second game is going to be a game that a lot of people are going to look at me and be like, oh, this number is too high. They're going to go over it. Well, I'm going to go under 165 in Buffalo and Central Michigan. Mm. Last time they played, this game went under 12.5 points to the over-under. I think that Buffalo um, has had one game where they've gone over 165 this year. I don't think um, they go a second time tonight. I look for this game to stay under and hit maybe 156 to 158. So under 165 in Buffalo and Central Michigan. Love that. The Chippewa, 6-2 and two in, uh, in MAC basketball here in conference play. So this one, I think, is going to be a lot closer, I'm with you, than people think. Maxwell Smart, make sure you guys check him out on uh, Twitter. And Max, as always, my friend, thank you for the uh, time. Uh, enjoy the games. Good luck to you, and we'll talk to you again next Thanks, week. Thanks, Max. Thanks very much, Dane. Thanks very much, Joe. Have a great day, guys. You too. Crush it there, Max. All right, a couple of first-half plays there in uh, in Yale, Harvard, as well as uh, Princeton going Ivy League. And the under and Mac play, uh, the Chippewas taking on the, uh, the Buffalo Bulls. And now it's time for our best bets of the day here on the early line. Come play with us. Hill Creek. Plays Hill Creek. of the day. Forever. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. All right, here we go, Dane. Let's look again. Not a lot of numbers on the board for the NBA just yet, but they will get there. So uh, what is the game on the board you're looking at tonight? Joe, we have to remember the UConn women are back in action. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Against Memphis. Did we finally get a number? I don't have a number. I don't care about the number. (laughs) Whenever you get a number, lay it tonight, the sacrificial lamb. Give me Gino Ariema and the UConn ladies. I don't give a damn what the number is. I'll take them. Love, love, love the bounce back. Uh, those of you that don't know, Gino uh, and UConn suffered the uh, worst defeat in over 30 years at home against uh, the Oregon Ducks uh, just a couple of nights ago. We actually, we talked about it. He said, whatever the next game is. That's right. Uh, get I'm ready. a man of my word. <laughs> uh, I think they got Baylor next. They've no, got South Carolina. Month. It's a big South one next. Carolina, yeah. Rather. yeah, so it's uh, they will take care of business tonight. I'll lay it up to 28 and a half, Joe. How about that? 
I love it. Yes, get it done. Anything under, anything. Uh, it's less than 30. Under, let's go. Right, yeah, yeah, it's a good number. You guys are going to be good to go there. I'm looking in the, uh, in the NBA tonight, and I love the uh, revenge spot for Indiana at home taking on uh, taking on Toronto. They just played this game a couple of nights ago. It was a tough defeat for the Indiana Pacers, but they are much tougher, much they're a different team at home and this is all have been about the ability to be to implement and to kind of work in Victor Oladipo now that he is back from the injury. They haven't had a lot of success. They won the very first game. It went to overtime against the Bulls. But ever since then, it hasn't been uh, it hasn't been good. They've managed to lose. They're still working on the rotations. But that second quarter in Toronto told me everything that I need to know. They are close. They are very close. Uh, dropping 42 and change against Toronto in Toronto. I think tonight they toughen down. They want to end this slide. And I think they end it tonight. So if you're going to give me a point, give me the home team. Give me Indiana on the money line to uh, to go with the upset, Dane. I like that. I know the Utah Jazz are good at home, but something is up with them, Joe. Yeah. And we've, been, we've both been liking what Portland's doing. They're filling it up. Nine points is too many for me, Joe. Give me the oh. Portland Trailblazers on the road getting nine in Utah. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount.